Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I want to take a little bit of time to thank you for joining us today. I will start as I do every week and just remind you that what you're about to hear today should not be considered individual investment advice, but is instead just my thought and our firm's thoughts on what's going on in the market and the economy. And, you know, before we dive into the market and the economy, there's one other thing I wanted to mention because we just got done this weekend with the 10th annual Insight Fair Fest event at the Iowa State Fair. Now, Super cool event for those of you who have not been able to make it. I highly encourage you to come. If you're from out of Iowa, I would encourage you to wait four more years because, man alive, it is politics season in Iowa, and it's a ton of fun to see all these guys wandering around. I think we had Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Nikki Haley. Uh, There's several folks running around the fair today. We saw DeSantis run by our tent today, which was interesting. But always a fascinating time to be here, but more importantly, just a time when I am incredibly grateful, and I know our firm is incredibly grateful, for the people who started joining us there 10 years ago when it was just a small gathering of folks and seeing 400-plus folks come out this week to celebrate and spend a little bit of time together. I just want to say thank you because the people who listen to this podcast, the people who read these memos, the people who put up with us day in and day out, to each and every one of you, you guys are what makes Insight Wealth Group special, and we're very grateful for you. So with that, let's dive into this week because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it to you again. It was inflation week. We got the CPI numbers and the PPI numbers, and you're used to this. You've heard this conversation before, but I think what was interesting about this week is I think it signaled a new era in the inflation conversation. And it's one that isn't necessarily great in terms of new eras. We're going to start seeing inflation rise a little bit over the coming months, but it's a really important one to understand. And it's a little bit convoluted and a little bit complicated in terms of why the math works the way the math works. But I think it's important for you to get it so that when you see these numbers peaking a little bit over the next couple of months, you know it's not the end of the world. So let's talk about it. Before we get into that, though, let's actually just talk about what we learned from CPI this week and from PPI. CPI, you guys know this, it's consumer's price inflation. We have two versions of it. We have all items, which is everything, and we have core CPI, which is everything but food and energy. Core is supposedly what the Fed is very concerned about. All items is much more what consumers are concerned about because that's what's hitting their pocketbook. Both all items and core ticked up at 0.2% month over month. On a year-over-year basis, core fell from 4.8 to 4.7, and all items rose actually from 3 to 3.2. And like I said, we're going to get into that. The year-over-year results for both categories were actually slightly better than was anticipated by economists. Now, yet again, shelter was the biggest game in town. I'm going to quote the Bureau of Labor Statistics release here. They said, quote, the index for shelter was by far the largest contributor to the monthly all items increase, accounting for over 90% of the increase, end quote. Now, if you've been listening to me at all over the last few months, you know what I'm about to say, and that is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, in my opinion, is vastly overrepresenting the rise in cost in shelter. But it's notable, though, 
that even their numbers are starting to drop. We saw 0.7% in January, 0.8% in February, 0.6% in March, 0.4% in April, jump back up to 0.6% in May, and then we've seen 0.4% for the last two months. So we are starting to see a little bit of turn. But I think what's notable from the quote I read from the BLS is that shelter was the biggest factor in all items inflation, not just core last month. And all item, that's different. That's different than what we've seen over the course of the last few months. Now, they are still calculating year-over-year shelter inflation at 7.7%. That is not right. But it has turned the corner, and the reduction in that number should actually be beneficial now to overall inflation as time goes along. So that could be good news. Now, the sister to CPI is PPI, producer's price inflation. And we got the PPI numbers on Friday. Like CPI, it's separated into core and all items, but instead of measuring at the consumer's level, it measures before that. It's measuring at the cost of the inputs for producers. Because of this, PPI tends to actually be a little bit of a leading indicator of CPI, and and that makes sense. That's why we've seen PPI drop much faster than CPI. Last month, year-over-year PPI came in at just 0.2%. CPI was at 3 so it's a big difference. But much like CPI, we did see a little bit of a jump this month in the numbers. Core grew at 0.3% month-over-month, which was up from minus 0.1% last month, and it grew 2.4% year-over-year. All items PPI grew at 0.3% month-over-month and 0.8% year-over-year, which were both up. So this is where the math comes in because we have to understand something called the base case. And it's important to understand how it works. I do think it's going to help temper your expectations in the coming months, and it'll probably be a big part of the decision-making that the Fed goes through when they meet in September. Now, everybody today thinks that the Fed is going to pause in September. It's 90% odds. I don't know if I could say I've ever been 90% confident of something that's going to happen six weeks from now in the market, but that's at least where the market is trending today. Now, when we think about inflation, there's a big distinction between how month-over-month and year-over-year calculations work. And this is what we're talking about when we get to the base case. One of the things we've had going for us over the last several months was that we were measuring our year-over-year inflation, both PPI and CPI, against really, really high numbers. The peak inflation that we saw in the spring and summer of 2022. CPI peaked in June of 2022 at 9%. So as such, the change in year-over-year calculations mean that even a particularly bad month of of month-over-month reads could actually result in smaller year-over-year inflation calculations. Let me give you an example of this. So last February, the CPI report, CPI grew by 0.5% month-over-month. That is much worse than we saw this month. CPI grew this month 0.2%. But in February... Year-over-year CPI actually fell from 6.5 to 6.4%, whereas our year-over-year for this month rose. It rose from 3 to 3.2. So that shows you that when you're measuring against this base case that is much lower or falling, the results get a little bit different. And it reminds me of a chart that we showed in our weekly insight memo many times kind of back in September, and I've posted it again in this week's memo so that folks could see it. But the the gist of this chart was it showed 
All right, here we are at peak inflation. What happens if inflation grows at 0.0% month over month, 0.1, 0.2, 3, and 4? And what it showed is that even if inflation consistently grew at 0.4% month over month, inflation from last August would still fall. It would fall every month until basically the middle of the summer, where we are right now, where we get down to roughly 4.9%. Well, think about that. If you have 0.4% inflation and you have 12 months, now I'm going to ignore the compounding factor here for a second, but 0.4 times 12 is 4.8% inflation. So if we were at 9 last year, theoretically, if we just consistently had 0.4%, eventually it would even out and average out to roughly 4.8. What's interesting now is now we're starting to do the reverse. We're starting to measure against those lower numbers. And so I've included another chart and I'd encourage you to go take a look at this. It's hard to kind of walk through it on a podcast, but it does in a little bit better way explain exactly this same scenario. But from here going forward, instead of looking at it from last August, And what this chart shows is that because we are now measuring against falling CPI numbers, even growth rates as low as 0.1% month over month will actually result in a small tick up in CPI between now and the end of the year. If those numbers get higher, if we're at 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, the tick up gets a little bit higher, right? The tick up gets a little bit worse. But I think what's probably most notable is that anything from zero to 0.3% and it ticks up but it eventually falls back down and evens out which is exactly what we want to see. The good news here is that the Fed and economists they understand this trend in the data. We need you to understand it. We all need to understand it so that when we're seeing this data we're not getting the wrong conclusion from it. A little bit of a tick up in inflation here is not particularly bad news because of the base case. We have to get past these wild swings in the base case. We were measuring against really high numbers, and now we're measuring against rapidly falling numbers. We have to get past that so we can get to more normalized data. That time period is not particularly far away. With that, we'll wrap it up here. As always, I want to thank you for joining us. If you have questions, give us a call at the office, 515-273-1333, or you can visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to touching base with you soon. Take care. Securities offered through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.